0: Welcome to A Message of Grace. What has been happening to our faith communities? In this podcast, Pastor Bruce Gellhorn discusses the trends in people's connections
1: to faith groups
0: and asks, how can we help those people to see God? Let's listen. Our first reading today is from the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah. This is the second of some eight times that we will hear from the prophet over the next two months. He was called by God to prophesy in 626 BC. You would have heard of his call last week. He didn't want to be called to be a prophet, and in fact he resisted the call because most of the prophets knew that the life of a prophet was not easy. And so he resisted that call, but he heeds God's call. And this week, you will hear him calling the people to remember. To remember all that God has done for them. And to repent, because they have forsaken God, and they have put their trust In worthless things. Forsaken God and put their trust in worthless things. 2,600 years ago, and you think he's talking to us. We have forsaken God and put our trust in worthless things too. Let us listen.
1: A reading from Jeremiah. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord What wrong did your ancestors find in me that they went far from me, and went after worthless things, and became worthless themselves? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits? in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no one passes through, where no one lives. I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more I accuse you, says the Lord, and I accuse your children's children. Cross the coasts of Cyprus and look. Send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though there are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked, be utterly desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church.
0: Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the New Testament book of Hebrews. This book was written somewhere between 63 and 68 AD. And we're not sure exactly who wrote it. Uh, Many people assume that it was the Apostle Paul, but biblical scholars who study styles of writing and that sort of thing uh, dispute whether Paul actually wrote this book. But nonetheless... The writer writes this book to the Hebrews, the Israelites, the children of God, and he uses the superiority of Christ to call them to grow in faith, which is what you would have heard two weeks ago. He uses the superiority of Christ to call them to grow in hope, which was the theme of last week's second reading from Hebrews. And this week, he uses the superiority of Christ to call them to grow in love. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Let us listen.
1: A reading from Hebrews. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison, as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured, as though you yourself were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, For God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you consider the outcome of their way of life, and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church.
0: Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to the 14th chapter of St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. And when he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, He told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down in the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you. Give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher, and then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Jesus. I am back from vacation. My computer thinks otherwise. I worked on sermon and prayers. And they were there when I reviewed them at home this morning. And I come here to print them off. And it is gone. Now, before any of you computer IT people go running to my office trying to find them, I looked everywhere. So, sermon and prayers are gone. But I did write a sermon. You know, many people are leaving the faith of their youth. It causes me to ask the question, why, and to ponder. And I know as you're sitting here, you are probably even thinking, well, there's a lot of reasons people are leaving the faith of their youth. Secularization, sports, disappointment in the church, you know, residential schools, abuse that's taken place, disappointment in leaders in the church, pastors or other leaders, disappointed in God. There are many who are forsaking the faith of their youth and many who are leaving and have left the church. The church, the very place that we're supposed to encourage people in their walk with God. The very place where we're supposed to give them food for the journey And people are discouraged by some of the things that have happened. No doubt you will think, Okay, Bruce, you're talking about church and church attendance. How can you make the jump to say people are forsaking the faith of their youth? You don't have to go to church to have faith. Recently, I read an article by a group that's called Pew Research. A religious group that studies this sort of thing. And the statistics in this article were for Canada, in case you're thinking, okay, it's, well, a U.S.-based thing, but they're for, for Canada. And in the research, and you probably, maybe in some of your reading, have heard religious leaders talk about the nuns You know, not nuns with a habit, but N-O-N-E, like nuns. Because on some of the surveys that used to be passed around, it would ask for religious affiliation, Christian, you know, Protestant, Catholic, uh, Islam, and so on and so forth. Um, But there was a group called nun, nun, And, and people would check that box off. So that group was referred to as nuns. Um, It's kind of a derogatory term, I think. I think it'd be better to say no religious affiliation for that group. But Pew Research did some research back in 1971, and they did the same survey again in 2011, 40 years later. And what they found was more people checked off that box that said no religious affiliation none now i had all the numbers on my paper and my computer and so i'm probably not going to get all these numbers exactly right but in 20 pardon me in 1971 about 12% of the population in canada checked off none now it's 20% Unless you think, oh, it's the millennials, because we seem to like to blame everything on the millennials. It's all these young people. It's, it's not. How many of you, and you don't have to show me your hand, if you were born before 1945, means you're not a boomer, a pre-boomer, that group in 71 when they checked off none, 4%. Now when that group checked off none, it had risen to 9%. More than doubled. The boomers. I'm a boomer. I was born in 1955. And the boomers are from 45 through to 65, 66. It depends whose stats you follow. That group in 1971, nine, 9% of us checked off no religious affiliation. And in 2011, 20% of the boomers. That's my generation checked off. No religious affiliation. That's one in five of us. The millennials, that group too has increased in number, but we can't do 71 because they weren't born yet. People are forsaking the faith of their youth. And the very institution, the church, that is supposed to be helping people in their walk with God and promoting faith has been part of the problem. We are not perfect. We are not God. And so sometimes things are done or said that hurt people. And they become jaded. And they leave the church. This summer while I was on vacation, we took our trailer and we spent two and a half weeks at Luther Village. At various points during our time there, some of our kids and grandkids came to stay with us. And and it was wonderful. Uh, The second week we were there, Sarah and her husband Matthew came with their little girl, Lenny. Lenny's going to be two this coming week. So Lenny wasn't even two, but lo and behold, their their counselors and leaders, they take kids of all ages. So even though Lenny wasn't two, and she's not toilet trained yet, they took her to sessions. Her her leader was Anna. Now, Now she has aunties, right? Special people in her life. After day one, little Lenny was calling Anna, Auntie Anna. Special person, a special place. When Heidi's three boys were with us one morning at session, Beckett's session group, they went to the cross. Now those of you who have been at Luther Village know that there's a pathway along the bay and it goes up to a a higher precipice and where there's a cross. And you can look out over the whole bay. And so later on, when he returned from session, we asked how was session and Very excitedly, he says, I saw the whole world. Well, later on that day, we went for a walk, the Bog Walk. Those of you that are familiar with the village, you may know the Bog Walk. It's a little ways from the camp, and it's a walk that goes along a bog with all kinds of interesting vegetation. But beyond the bog, there's quite a a rigorous trail that goes high up to to a, almost a summit or a, to look out and from that summit you you can look out and you can look down through the whole bay down the first narrows to what to what's called luther rock which is like about three or four kilometers away, and you can see the beginning of Blueberry Bay and the beginning of the other bay and the second narrows that takes you to a hole in the wall where you go to Luther Village. And on the way back down from that walk, we asked uh, one, uh, one of his aunties asked him, Beckett, what did you see? And he said, I saw God. I saw God. That's wonderful at our church camp, at all church camps, we hope that our children would come back and say, I saw God. My hope and prayer for this place, for Grace Lutheran Church, is when our every Sunday attenders come and when our casual attenders and guests and visitors come, they would be able to leave here saying, I saw God or I felt God. Or I felt God's loving arms enfold me. Or I felt God's spirit in this place. And my prayer and hope is that that's not only for Grace Lutheran, but for every community of faith. Because we know the stats. And we know what's going on around us. And we know that as a church... Our role is to help people in their journey in faith, to help people see God. We want to build our ministry and the strength of this place so that when people come here or that when people are touched by the ministry that we provide, because what we do is more than just Sunday mornings. Sunday morning is worship. Service is what happens from Sunday morning to Sunday morning. But that people who are encountered by our love in the world would say, I saw God. So as we journey in faith, I would encourage you to come next Sunday and to work with us. Because the job of the church is to help people grow in faith. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.